Hello and welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is episode five. Something like that, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've lost count now. <laughs> this is uh, the podcast where we look back at national finals and we select a song that we think deserves a second bite of the cherry. A song that didn't make it to Eurovision first time round. We're bringing them back into competition in the second cherry song contest. Yeah, and this week we are in Germany. Yay, Deutschland. Yes, we're looking back at Unser Lied for Israel, mm. which was the German final, which was held on the 22nd of February. And it was won by an act called Sisters, Sisters. who were singing a song called Sister. Sister. And who were not, not sisters. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not that kind of sister. Maybe they were sisters. Yeah. But they weren't sisters, as in they didn't share the same parents. It was a dismal result for Germany, wasn't it? It was. They actually. were saved by, saved from the bottom spot only by the UK. Yeah, but they did get the embarrassing moment of having no points. Oh, they did. That's right. Yes. Um, in the televote? Yes. Was it televote points? Yeah, but they that and that was sad. That was bad actually. But they cottoned on that they weren't going to get any points, and so um, even not the camera did. But even if they were going to cut them, they wouldn't have because they were out of the room at that point. Ah. They yeah. They left and went to the toilet or something because they knew they weren't going to do very well. Oh dear. I think they got heads up. I know that's really sad. That is the sad side of Eurovision. I mean, I know we kind of sort of we watch and we sometimes, you know, get a little bit of schadenfreude, uh, to coin a German word, mm. at somebody else's misfortune. But that must be tough to mm. sit there and get, you know, big fat zero from the televoters. Yeah, and the people you are really trying to grab votes from. Yes, yeah. yeah. But the song just wasn't really good enough. I mean, I thought, to be honest, in a fairly decent national final, I thought it was the weakest of the... Uh, seven songs on offer I can see I can see people loving it and I can see people hating it I can, I can see that I'm the latter yeah but, it, but, but not in a way that it's divisive in the sense that you know it's so strong in it in what it is that it's divisive this is more I don't know I can't really put my finger on it and I think that's the problem I can't put my finger on what I I'm not sure about this song. It's not working for me. Well, I can. And right. it's not that it's divisive. It's that it annoys the titting crap out of me. Right. It really does. It's like, it annoys me because it's just not good enough. It just isn't, it isn't a strong enough song for a competitive market. And that really annoys me. I don't like it when songs don't try and don't, you know, give themselves a chance. So, but to be honest, I'd also, um, been annoyed up by sisters the, the minute I got to the second character and the spelling of their name oh, yeah. and they'd replaced the I with an exclamation point <laughs> so that was enough for me <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a run it was the latest in a, a mostly run of dismal luck for Germany uh, last year's fourth place from Michael Schulter aside they've been right down at the bottom for many of the past few years mm. um, you know sisters was one away from uh, last Lavina two years ago was one away from last and uh, in two, two, uh, 2015 and 2016 they were dead last mm. each time and Sophie in 2015 where she, there were 27 songs 
in the final and she came last so officially the worst place ever oh, in a final but I mean she she was quite good humoured about it I don't know if you saw afterwards she'd lost a moment yes. singing we are the heroes of our time and she'd made a little video with her backing uh, group singing we are the zeros of our time yeah so she at least straight after the contest as well yes. like she would have been really smarting over that but yeah. yeah good for her yeah so satellite was the, the kind of the the surprise, really, in the past 20 years or so of Germany at Eurovision, coming out of nowhere, again, after a run of quite dismal results, um, and taking the top prize uh, in 2010. I mean, that was such a good song. I really rated that. And I, it, for me, it was a clear winner when I first heard it. Mm. And I think it was good to get a big five country having a win like that. Um, you know, I think we could... Uh, we could do with some of the others getting some good results and <laughs> justifying opposition um, in there. Before we look at the songs, I, I just want, wanted to pick another last place. There was Jamie Lee in 2016. And I wanted to, to think about that in the context of wider Eurovision participation. Mm -hmm. So Jamie Lee was a, a singer um, who just won The Voice locally in Germany. And so she was riding on the back of the coattails of that. She had the recognition of the voting public. She had you know, people who followed her story, who had emotional investment in her. So she stood out among the crowd. People would be more warm to her, perhaps. Therefore, they selected her. But this is one of the, the problems. I mean, we see the voice format being used to select Eurovision artists. Either directly or we see a lot of alumni of this kind of show yeah. um, coming through into the contest. And for me, it, it is that thing of you've got the local recognition, but what you don't have is any international recognition. So you're going up on an international stage, seeking votes from every country except the one that knows you. Mm -hmm. So you're just, you know, a, a another singer. You're like, you know, you could be a Tuckney Hateney nobody. Yeah. Um, as far as the rest of Europe is concerned because you don't have that kind of platform that you do in your own country and that's I think one of the the, the risks of sending an artist or choosing an artist that's got that currency um, in their own country because they're on the back of a big show like that Yeah, we said in the previous episodes when we were talking about the UK and about how, you know how we select our song and and should it be a big star or should it be someone really what matters is the the actual core skills can that person sing mm -hmm. is the song good is the staging unique is it mm -hmm. you know we, we talk about authenticity which we'll, we'll come, come on to in a bit but yeah I think that's that's the that was the problem and you might expect that somebody who comes through the voice format would have the ability to sing and perform because they've just been doing that on national tv for for a time but it is it's getting that that blend right of um of the song and the performance and conveying and telling the story something michael schulte did very well mm. um uh, for germany uh, to take him to fourth place but uh, some of the other uh, more recent entrants just haven't been able to to replicate that. So the show format, Unser Lied für Israel, uh, followed a similar format uh, where um, Unser Lied für, our song for, um, has then been accompanied with wherever the destination of Eurovision is that year. Um, and it's a, it's a popular format. Um, and uh, we like the host, 
Barbara Schoderberg. Yeah, we we it's like her. She, she's great fun. Uh, she's off. She often pops up and uh, delivers the points for Germany. Normally from a um, a, a street party in in Hamburg, Hamburg or yeah. somewhere. And um, yeah, she's quite jolly. I I rather like her. But the format itself. Um, well, you you actually, Matt, you had a chance to to talk about the format to um, somebody very very connected to Eurovision. Uh, yeah. in Germany this year didn't you? yeah we were very lucky so if you watched the national final you would know they threw to the um, gantry and spoke to Peter Urban the Eurovision commentator who is I suppose for uh, UK fans it is German version of Graham Norton so and, and in fact I would argue he's a bigger bigger star really in terms of what he's what he's done so over in Tel Aviv I had a chance to sit down to him sit down with him sorry and ask him a little bit about Eurovision but we asked him a bit about national final format and uh, this is what he had to say and so just back to the German national final uh, Unzelied um, what do you think do you think the format works? Because national finals, they're always under scrutiny, especially when a song that yeah. it selects doesn't do very well at that year's Eurovision. So yeah. what are your thoughts on this year's? Well, I don't know. Uh, this year was sort of a difficult year because there were six songs that came through the uh, uh, songwriting camp and there were singers selected and they wrote songs with various uh, composers. And one song was, was already was taken from the Swiss pool and that one and they there were two singers cards two singers they were searching they were searched for they searched for two singers they found two singers and they sang the song well and they won which is not really the principle this precision selection should have been they like last year Michael Schulte he he was selected as a singer and then he wrote his song and wrote it together with other composers and that was it. So I don't know whether this selection type of pre-selection will go on next year as well because it's, a, I don't know, because we still don't know how, how we'll fare this year. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to say. But to me, there weren't, uh, the, none of the of the candidates were edgy enough or interesting or, or, or it was all for me too it was good but it wasn't exceptional and that's that's well that wasn't the drawback of this year yeah but maybe <clears throat> it's always luck also mm. it's it's it it never works that, that you uh, try to put something into an, a machine and out comes a great song it, it doesn't work like this. And you mentioned NDR, so you're, um, you've got the radio shows yeah. uh, that you still do, and so you're very much linked to the music industry in Germany. Yeah. And so I'm, uh, I'm interested in how the German music industry views uh, Eurovision. Well, lo for a long time they, they neglected it, really. Or it was, in the times of Ralf Siegel, it was more the, the Schlager music, which is more the the German language popular music which has nothing to do with modern modern pop music or rock music. That has changed uh, also through Gildo Horn, Stefan Raab and these people. 
but a lot of these influences didn't come from record companies. I had sometimes the impression that the record companies treated the Eurovision German pre-selection as a as a showcase for say B artists or uh, third third row artists where they could get an easy television appearance but weren't didn't really care about a good entry for Germany and also so famous singers they would never go they would never take part in the pre-selection because they wanted didn't want to lose of course that's that's a, the same thing that happened in England yeah. you don't get the right people because England for example is such a talented country in, when it comes to pop music but look at the entries in the past 10 years or so it's rarely something really good so the same happened in Germany um, apart from a few exceptions but that was there weren't uh, that was the weren't the wasn't the merit of the record companies that was uh, personalities like Stefan Raab or Lena which came also through a pre-selection which started with Stefan Raab and others so the better ones uh, weren't artists that came through record companies yeah because you're right it's the same in the UK yeah. uh, and I wondered what, what similarities there would be between two yeah. sort of similar record yes. um, industries So, so there you go, that's Peter Urban, um, he said a lot in that interview. You can actually read the full interview because he does talk a lot about Terry Wogan and he made some comments there. Um, you can read that EFC Extra, uh, we've got that interview there. But um, interesting though, Monty, he spoke about the industry in Germany and how it treats Eurovision or how it sees it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I tend to agree with him, I think. Um, you know, I think there's a, a, a lot that resonates there with me when he talks about um, record labels not wanting to put their prime artists up and top artists not wanting to have to compete to get through. They just, you know, they want to be nominated. They want to be told this is a, this is your gig. And I think that's it resonates with me because it feels very similar to the UK approach at the moment where we don't have industry buy-in. We have this incredible music industry in the UK, but there's no buy-in, there's no support uh, from it on the whole for Eurovision. And so we're kind of going around this songwriting camps structure and that's also what Germany did this year they had a songwriting camp and they brought um, uh, songwriters in they selected six artists um, who were shortlisted and then brought in a team of songwriters who came up with around sort of 25 songs from which they could choose which uh, entry they would be it annoys me a little bit even further when I think about sisters role in this because they were parachuted in towards the end they weren't actually one of the shortlisted acts they mm. weren't their song didn't come from the German songwriting camp but it came from the Swiss songwriting camp yeah. um, and they'd been rejected um, there and then parachuted into the German national final at the last minute um, if I was one of the other six artists I might be a bit peed off at that actually the way that happened um, one of the songwriters, though, we, we talked last week about sort of the, you know, songwriters who are almost make a career out of writing Eurovision songs or certainly, you know, have, have a big focus um, mm. on Eurovision as part of their, um, their art. 
And this year was the same. So one of the co-writers for the German song was uh, Laurel Barker. And uh, Laurel was one of the co-writers from for the UK as well. So she came from that songwriting camp that was used there um, and co-wrote to it along with John Ludwig. But she also co-wrote the song for Luca Henny in Switzerland. So she's uh, certainly putting herself about a bit yeah. in the songwriting camps. Every year as well. She's done, she's yeah, she's done yeah. several. She's done for Melody Festival and for um, mm. the UK as well. Um, Legends, I think, was co-written mm. by her. So this is the kind of one of the new ways that people are trying to get interest from songwriters. I'm not sure it's the best way. I think sometimes when you bring a collaboration of artists together, you get almost kind of like lowest common denominator. You don't get the best of each songwriter. I'm not sure it always ekes out the, the most creative, but the most, this feels to be the thing that they most agree on. Mm. Um, and I think that, was something which you know we commented on in the UK where we had songs that had come from the songwriting camps and were flexible enough to be able to be delivered in different styles so you know for me if you're writing a song if you're to have integrity and authenticity as a songwriter it would feel to me as though you want to write the song in the style that you intend it to be delivered not just necessarily for you know the next person to come along and pick it up and do it in their own style mm. I mean you know cover versions are one thing as a tribute act or you know because a, a song is so um, good an artist wants to put their own spin on it but it, it feels the songwriting comes are a bit too generic for me mm. and also you've got that that air gap between when the song being written and the songwriter as a, a, so, a singer being mm. given that song and sometimes that disconnect is always there yeah. there isn't always a connection yeah so we did have some good songs in the German final album. We're going to have a look at some of those. Um, they were revealed really late. We only got to hear the songs, I think, the night before or a couple of nights before. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very late in the day. Some, you know, sometimes we got the songs well in advance, and sometimes you know we're we oh, well, like Melody Festival. And you only really hear them properly on the day. Um, it was a bit of a shame because I know a few people said actually that when the selection came out they were so impressed by it they would have really liked to have gone to the, the national final but it was too late to make uh, any travel arrangements but what we did see here in London is we saw an interest in the screening so there's a German like a beer hall a, a, a place German themed um, bar called Bierschenker and they hosted for the second year running um, a screening of the national final. It was organised by some fans who were connected with uh, the UK fan club, okay. Um, and um, I, I couldn't go this year. I had to. I wasn't in London that weekend. Uh, but I went last year. We had a great time. I mean, you know, who doesn't like a, an enormous jug of beer and a, a nice sausage while you're tucking into your national final as well? Yeah. Vegetarian roast for me, of course. <laughs> they always think we've got the Swedish church here in London yes. as well that show Melody Festival mm. and that's become massive now actually especially on the final night you can't really get in you have to queue yes. they sell alcohol food yeah it's proper big they screen. sell lovely dill flavoured crisps mm. as well and yeah you can get a copper bag it's fantastic all in the church as well yeah yeah but that started over the road um, it started in a pub called the Harcourt Arms mm -hmm. um, which was Swedish run mm. and uh, somebody realised that you know they had a satellite dish for the Swedish sports and actually on that same satellite <laughs> you could get Melody Festival so if we had a few years where for six 
six Saturday nights every February and March, this pub was just overrun by Swedes and mostly gay men uh, from the from around Europe. Um, and uh, we would descend on the the pub and watch Eurovision, and then somebody would. So there was a, a, I think there were two different mix CDs that would just get played, so you knew exactly <laughs> what was coming next week after week after week. But it was great fun. We we kind of you know had a little impromptu schlager party uh, there, and um, it was always interesting seeing the difference between what the Swedes liked and what the the international fans liked. There was a, a disconnect sometimes, uh, and you know a disbelief at what went through where the Swedes would be cheering something because you know they had a a, a, a national connection or you know they, they were you know known for something in their past and we had no idea who they were it was just like you know are they going to have a wind machine or a key change yeah who knows actually next year with the podcast we might be reporting live from the Swedish church we knows? may be we may be if we don't know yeah. yeah that would be fun but let's have a listen to the songs that's what we're here for it's taken us this long to get to <laughs> we like a good sidetrack <laughs> we don't do we? we do indeed so we're going to pick out um, obviously Sisters was the song so there were six more to choose from we're going to pick out five of them uh, the, the, the sixth one uh, song by Gregor Hegeler which I can't remember the name of the top of my head wasn't really of uh, any particular interest so we're going to skip over that and we're going to go straight in to a song called Surprise sang by an act called Lily Among Clouds So what did you think of that? Um, I I remember watching this the first time around and thinking, I don't get it, she, she looks out of her depth. But when I've watched it now, I'm thinking, she, there's a real style in the making there, I think. Yes, it's still quite raw, but she's got this Kate Bush vibe about her. That's a brave thing to say to me. To Kate Bush fans in that way. That's why it's a Kate Bush. It's more like the 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 oddity, the way that she moved, some of her facial expressions. It was really interesting to, to me that yeah, I I had a different sort of take on it this time. She is young, and maybe time will kind of tell. But uh, yeah, not not. But yeah, I can see why I didn't get through. Yeah, I, I, although I've just chided you for the Kate Bush reference, I can see what you mean. Mm. And I think she was, you know, also, she was wearing, you know, red um, outfit and cavorting around the stage, much in the way that Kate Bush was known for in Wuthering Heights. Um, for me, it was a, the, the routine was a little bit forced. It was a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to act quirky here. And whereas I think, you know, it, with somebody like Kate Bush, it just came from a natural talent. It felt very, very natural for her mm. to do that. Um, this felt a little bit, um, not quite contrived, but along those lines. Um, but I quite liked the song. I quite liked the fact that we have something a bit challenging mm. in the lineup. You know, we hear, you know, the, the Schlager type songs, the pop song, the Eurovision, the, the stereotypically Eurovision. Um, songs we all know what those kind of songs are and actually 
modern Eurovision is much more diverse. You know, we do get songs that challenge us. Um, so I quite like the fact that she was bringing something quite different to the stage. But I can also see why it, it, didn't, um, it didn't progress. The next song we're going to have a listen to is called The Day I Loved You Most. And it's by a singer called Makeda. Cause it doesn't matter I'll forgive you even if I shout All of our mistakes, I'll make them mortal I know that I could hate you, but I'd rather Remember the day I loved you more Remember the day So, Monty, I, I like this. Mm-hmm. I really like this. It lacks a bit of melody. It doesn't go... Actually, I won't say it won't go anywhere. It does go somewhere. But it's just... It's not an interesting journey as it could be. It's very authentic, mm-hmm. which is probably why I connect with it. She is a great singer that emotes the song well. And as a national final song, um, it's a you know, step above being followed. It's, it's a good solid national final song but you can see where it's lacking maybe if you went to Eurovision I don't know how well it would have, it would have done but it came second um, it, it, I think it ran sisters quite quite close yeah I don't think it would have done that well at Eurovision though yes it did come second uh, 26 points to sisters 30 mm. um, the, the format of the voting was there was a Eurovision panel uh, made up I presume of uh, fans an international jury and the televote and each of those uh, allocated up to 12 points each in the Eurovision style I wasn't so keen I, it surprised me a little that this came second given some of the other songs that were there to be chosen but actually the, 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 the cluster of votes was quite tight you know we had the second place was on 26 points the third place on 25, the fourth place equal on 25, mm-hmm. and then um, the fifth place on 23. So I think it showed that there was a consistency um, uh, across of, of quality across the, the German final. Uh, the next song that we're going to have a listen to is called um, Our City, and it's by Linus Brun. It's our time now to build our hometown. We can start our own society. We don't need to be heroes to break free. All we need is a little love. Take my hand, come on, build it up. We can build our city, we can build it up. My city, your city, come on, build it up. So this one was popular amongst some of the, the cherry team. Who, uh, who uh, like a like a twink or two? Who's <laughs> <laughs> very popular singer? Um, I really like this. I, I thought it's kind of it's nice. It's upbeat. It's modern. It's catchy. Um, it felt like it would have um, appeal to a young audience, but also crossed over to a, you know a, a wider audience as well. I like the the sound of it. I like the the feel of it. The the sort of the energy mm-hmm. of it. And it was presented with sort of, you know, quite positive words coming up on the LED screens behind. The video is really nice, actually. Um, if you have a, a check out of that, it's set in Rio, which is one of my favourite destinations. So uh, anywhere that's showing off that city is, uh, is great by me. What, did, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was a bit lightweight, a bit too lightweight for mm-hmm. me. 
but um, of the two younger guys, I think he was the better, yes. and they, it was easy to pit them together. Um, he twink was, one and twink yeah, two. Yeah, twink one and <laughs> two. And very much in the, not so much in the style, but I really got a Jonas Brother type feel, this young guy, mm. um, you know, easy on the eye for the young ladies, yeah, or the young boys. So actually... Some of the middle age boys. Yeah, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's it's not for me, but um, I can see. Yeah, maybe he'll return. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we will. What's the next song that we're going to have a look at? This is BB Thomas with Demons. So this is a real curio, I think. This was a real interesting curveball um, in the national final. Um, it feels quite musical theatre. Um, she's um, She starts on a staircase. She's kind of halfway up the staircase, which put me in mind of, I don't know if you remember the song that Kermit's uh, nephew sang on the Muppets, halfway up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me think of that. So she, she ascends the, st- the staircase and uh, belts out this song, which is... Basically, it's a song of power. It's a song of exorcism. It's a song of wanting to, to banish her demons. Um, and it has the, the, the lyric where the, 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 the F word is implied. My demons can go themselves. Hmm. What did you think? Yeah, I, again, the first time I saw this, I wrote it off. I think it was because of the stairs. She started in the middle of the stairs and she ended up just a couple of steps higher up. Um, so not much, not much uh, movement with the song a bit of choreography thrown in but there's a couple of guys in I suppose they're meant to represent demons that kind of bounce up there must be a trampoline Mm -hmm. there they bounce up at some point so I think all that stuff was a bit confusing for me in terms of the vocal I thought it was brilliant great vocal she she smashed it and as the song actually progressed it got better and the finish is brilliant Mm -hmm. um, which is which is good you need a strong finish but I I think the start lets it down again I would say this is authentic. It was slightly over-egged though. The movement, it was, I think it was trying a bit too hard, but you could see she believed in the song and it was, you know, she felt empowered. So again, I'm surprised by this actually didn't do particularly well. It came last actually. Yeah. In the, I, the final, it was, I'm uh, a bit surprised because maybe, but then you should always go be your first reaction. When I first saw this, I thought, oh no, I did write it off. But there, there's something in that. Uh, it just maybe was a bit too different. You have to, I think you have to open yourself to the difference that it brings. But again, for me, I quite like the fact that we're bringing something different. You know, this is, it's, a, it's not a safe song in any stretch. Um, so I quite like the fact that we've got, um, got that challenging house. Which brings us to the last one. And this is the song that's going to be our German Cherry. So let's, before we hear it, let's just have some thoughts about the song. It's called Where Your Love and it's by Ali Ryan. Um, this felt like it had the buzz and the momentum going into the final. This felt like the one that most people were commenting on online. 
I think, and write in if you think we're wrong, but I think this was the favourite going into the mm-hmm. final. I think it was the bookies' favourite. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, I, I, it's a great song. Um, it, it was presented really interestingly on stage. I'm not sure she had quite the calibre as a performer to really pull it off, mm. but I think if she had been selected, there would have been time to work on that um, for Eurovision and get it right. There were lots of lighting projections going on, sort of, you know, different shapes and shades moving over her, um, and she's on a treadmill. Um, not like, um, what was the guy from um, Robin, what was his name from Sweden, where he had the five people on the treadmill? Oh, Robin Bengtsson. Robin Bengtsson. Yeah, not like that. She's just sort of, it's got that kind of sort of fashion industry vibe to it. It's got, you know, the, the, the lyrics of Way Your Love. Yeah. Um, but it's got that kind of, you know, the sort of, the, of what's being projected onto her. Yeah, but the projections were slightly off. Not so much like she was, you know, it, that's hard to get right when you're projecting on a moving person. <laughs> but so you, you allow a little bit of wiggle room for that, for it not to quite line up. But I think the actual projections, what were being projected, wouldn't quite, she was covered quite dark colouring for a lot of it and sometimes that kind of there's a disconnect yeah maybe if they've used it a little bit more sparingly so yeah. the effect but not the whole song yeah that might have, uh, have worked mm. I like the sound of this though it was um, it's got that modern sound it's got that kind of like you know that big brass sound that we've heard um, quite a lot this season um, you know we've had it in um, the Cypriot song we had it in Maruf mm. um, in Siren song um, and it's um it, it's just for me that kind of it's a bit of a call to dance it's a bit of a you know when I hear a sound like that that's the kind of thing that goes me makes me want to get up on the dance floor mm, yeah I, it is and it was played in the Euro Club I think I think it was I've heard it a few times since mm-hmm. out and about but uh, have a little listen see what you th- what you guys think I want to wear your love I want to wear your love come dress me So that is our cherry for Germany, Ali Ryan, Where Your Love. So I wonder how that's going to do. I wonder indeed, but that's not up to us. That's up to all of the people who will be voting in our various formats. And we will be giving you some news at some point. We're, we're, we're having discussions at this point, aren't we, about how we're going to do this second cherry contest 2019. We'll obviously update you once we know, but uh, yeah. Yes. There will be some good opportunities for public engagement. So just, yeah, so what's left to say is just thanks for listening. And uh, again, we won't go through our socials. You know our socials by now. Just search for Second Cherry and all the big socials. Well, let's do them again. We might have new listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah, so where are we? We're on Twitter. (laughs) At Second Cherry. And on Instagram. At Second underscore Cherry. And on Facebook. Second Cherry Podcast. That's right. And they can email us on... Hello. Hello at secondcherry.vision. That's 
hello <laughs> at secondcherry.vision. Uh, and that's the website as well, secondcherry.vision. So you can uh, follow us there and you can follow us on all of the podcast um, apps as well. And uh, please um, like us on there. Please give us a, a rating, a review that helps get the podcast out to a wider audience so more people can uh, partake in the joy that you're enjoying presently yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's Germany. And um, what we're doing next, I, we, you know, I think it's a bit of a mystery. I don't think we've decided yet. We haven't, have no, we? So no. let's leave that yeah. open. Well, it's going to be open for discussion as to what's going to come next in our running order. Um, and yes, that may well just be shorthand for we can't remember and we haven't forgotten to do it yet. Well, <laughs> we could, I mean, uh, uh, actually... No, because I think we should there... leave it as a surprise for them. Okay. Yeah, we'll trail it on social media ahead of uh, it coming next week. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Take care. See you. Bye. Bye.